1: This is Close Up. I'm Kelly Carter, and oh, what a night! A deaf actor won supporting actor Troy Kotzer. A queer Afro Latina woman grabbed the Best Supporting Actress Oscar. And the Oscars had its first all black production team led by Will Packer. And well, there's Will Smith's performance, and not the one for King Richard. I'm talking about the one that's being called the slap heard round the world. It's the only thing everyone is talking about. And it was one of the biggest moments in the history of the televised event. And in this season finale of Close Up, you're gonna hear from three of us who were at the show and we'll break down the night's biggest moments and things you didn't see on camera. I've got Jason Nathanson, ABC News Radio entertainment correspondent joining me today and Courtney Wills, entertainment director at The Griot and the host of Acting Up. All right. Welcome back to Close Up. I want to bring in Jason Nathanson. Welcome, Jason.
2: Oh, great to be here. Thank you.
1: Courtney Wills, are you wide awake? Welcome back. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for doing this. I want to kind of explain to people who are listening um, where each of us were in the Oscars and kind of what that means. So, Jason, you were backstage, right, at the Oscars?
2: Yeah, in the backstage press interview room where they come back afterwards.
1: Yes, so Jason is usually used to all of the winners filtering through after they collect those top prizes and interviewing them, what does it feel like, what the moments like? you catch the vibe. Courtney and I were sitting in the auditorium where we would not get any of those things, but we would certainly get the environment of what was happening in the moment. Jason did not get that big moment of Will Smith coming back there finally after being nominated three times, winning that Oscar award. And he didn't get that moment because of what happened about 45 minutes before. Here's what happened.
2: I see it. really Chris Rock good. comes out. You know who's got the hardest job tonight?
1: And Chris cracks some jokes, as Chris Rock does.
2: Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't
0: win!
1: <laughs> and part of what people expect with stand-up comedians is they make fun of the glitterati. And he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, who's married to Will Smith, who has recently shaved her, head, her hair off. Jada, I love
2: you. G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it, all right?
1: Will Smith clapped and laughed, <laughs> and in about two seconds after he clapped and laughed, Will Smith got up from his seat, walked up to the stage, and slapped Chris Rock.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: No one knew at that moment if it was a skit or if it was real, but when you looked at Chris Rock's face, Looked pretty real because he was pretty shocked. And I don't think Chris Rock is that great of an actor. Chris Rock then said, Will Smith just smacked the expletive out of me. Everyone laughed because they still didn't know what was happening. Will Smith, who is now back in his seat, yells at Chris Rock, keep my wife's name out of your expletive mouth. Chris Rock then says to Will Smith, dude, it was a joke about G.I. Jane. Will Smith comes back and yells even louder. Everyone knew in the auditorium that it was absolutely real. What was happening backstage, Jason?
2: That was, I mean, same thing. We were wondering at mm. the point of the slap if that was real or part of a bit and not sure. And then with the second Will Smith cursed, I knew it wasn't a bit. Because if it was a bit, if it was a bit... At home, you were going to lose the audio the second a curse happened, mm-hmm. and then what's the point of a bit? And then when Will Smith cursed twice, uh, again you're like, okay, this has got to be real because everybody at home has no idea what's happening now because there's so much cursing and the forcefulness from from Will Smith, uh, especially on the second yeah. F bomb, was just obvious. And then you watch Chris Rock try to come back, and again another sign that it wasn't that it wasn't staged is that he had no comeback. No. He wasn't funny at that no. moment. He was lost. And like you said, <laughs> he's not that good of an actor. <laughs> right. Like that last season of Fargo, you know, eh. but um I, I I like him and I love him. And he he's he he's so funny and he was lost. He was up there, absolutely lost, and backstage. We're like, what is going on? Yeah. We I, I was I was I was I think I was literally in shock. I'd never seen anything like that. I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know how the show was gonna go forward, especially knowing Will Smith was about to win the Oscar for Best Actor.
1: Courtney, what did you think? Because we weren't sitting next to each other, but man, were our cell phones going off <laughs> in the auditorium. What did you think when that first happened? Did you think that was a joke? Real, what'd you think?
0: Girl, no, I did not think it was a joke for a second. Thank God they didn't take our cell phones. Like, I don't know what, I would have imploded if I was just in there with no way to communicate oh my God. with anyone. Same, uh, yeah. I might have evacuated. Like, I don't, I don't know. What I <try>. But um, no, I absolutely knew that it was real. What I noticed, though, was to me, I think that Chris Rock, even after the slap, made an attempt to save face, made an attempt to save Mm. face for Will. And it wasn't until Will started yelling from his seat that it was like, I cannot cover this. I can't even make this look like it was staged. And, Mm. you know, he's he's lost it. And what I felt, I mean, I think I welled up with tears in that moment because I felt like this man just um had a breakdown mm-hmm. on the biggest stage in the world on the biggest night of his career, right And I I know that he like could not control it, like would have thought better of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that he said it twice, it was it was all bets were off, like I'm there. Like, I, I stepped in it and I gotta commit now. But it was very hard. And, um, I'm also, I also recognize I didn't feel for a second that that reaction was about that joke. I felt it brewing. I think it's brewing all awards season. Mm. I think it's been brewing, um, you know, since the red table talk when he and Jada kind of came clean about, how their relationship has gone and her entanglement with August Alcina.
2: And then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said.
0: An entanglement? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
0: A relationship?
2: Yes. It was yeah. a relationship. Absolutely. I was in a
0: library. I felt like. The first joke that Regina Hall made earlier in the show during the COVID bit, when she's basically calling out all the hot guys to come back and get retested, she said something like,
1: Will Smith, um,
0: you're married,
1: but you know what? You're on the list and looks like Jada approved you, so you get on up here. Get on up here.
0: And that was a reference to, you know, their admission that at a certain point in their marriage, they were allowed each other to see other people. It was that. And if you think about the relationship and you think about the history between Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, Regina Hall, Will Packer, those are people who go way back. So these jokes and these comments and these conversations about their personal life and their marriage have been uh, permeating all of his awards interviews. And I'm sure they're tired of talking about it, but I think it stung, especially coming from – People that are their friends on a night that they felt like this is a big night, like, please don't embarrass me. I think they were embarrassed. And I think will was at the end of his rope after a really stressful award season well let me
1: let me throw this in the mix too, because jada recently or I, I suppose recently, because this was news to me until Sunday night, has talked about having alopecia. Um, which is a condition. And she just shaved her head because of that. I don't want to assume that everyone is aware of that knowledge because I wasn't aware of that knowledge until people started talking about it last night. Because while I have watched a couple of episodes of Red Table Talk, I don't watch you know every episode. So I miss the, that conversation, those conversations. Does that change things? If you are Will Smith and you're assuming that everyone has an awareness that your wife has been going through something, um, you know, that has maybe attacked her, her self-confidence in herself because, you know, women and black women in particular, how we view our crowns and our hair um, is an extension of us in, in some cases. Does that change things?
0: I knew about the alopecia right right when it happened and I I said mm. to myself, they're going to say this is about the alopecia. I don't think everybody knew that. Um, So to answer your first question, no, I don't think Chris Rock knew that. I don't think he made the joke to make fun of alopecia. Um, You know, could that have informed it? Probably. But like I said, I think that this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. It was like, quit playing with me and my wife, period. Like, we're done.
2: I, I also I, w- I want to say I think that, that Courtney is is so dead on with the Regina Hall joke mm. sparking everything because we were all searching for answers right after yeah. that happened yeah. because the joke seemed to be so innocuous like why would this lead to that and as I was going back through pulling stuff for because I wanted to do a piece about the hosts and the, the funny lines and I got that I found that Regina Hall joke and I'm like oh maybe that's where it all started because you're right, I mean, the joke itself, it wasn't that much, but also, when you make a joke about that, and it's about, the technically about the look of your wife, and you're in an auditorium and everybody's laughing, and you're laughing at first too, but then you look over at your wife and she's not laughing. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I can, I can understand where you might see red. Now then, what do you do with that reaction, right? I think Will Smith, obviously, we're all gonna agree that he did not do the right thing, but, um, I understand that instinct and that kind of I don't know you you feel like you you want to protect somebody but you also feel embarrassed, mm-hmm. right? And you 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 kind of you lash out or you don't know what to do and in that moment I also don't think any of us thought I certainly didn't that he would walk up on that stage. No. I I just I I was I was so shocked because this is a guy who so carefully has crafted his persona over mm-hmm. decades to be the the, the nice guy, the yeah. happy guy, the yeah. friendly guy, um, and, and to do something like this, which could potentially unravel it in a second, was shocking
1: to me. Absolutely. Yeah. The question that is important to ask right now is, will this moment hurt Will's career? What do you guys think?
2: He's built up so much goodwill over these past few decades that he is, and he's, Mm -hmm. this has never happened before. So I think people Mm -hmm. are going to give him a pass. People are going to say, okay, this is, this was one thing and they're going to understand. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. I think what he said during his speech was maybe imperfect, but did give an excuse in, or a window into his mind, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. if if that was true, about what he was thinking and where he was going. But love will make you do crazy things. I think he uh, people like him enough, and look, Mel Gibson's still making movies, right? Yeah, that's you know, true. So, yeah. So if if, if he's still going to be welcomed in Hollywood, absolutely, there's a seat at the table for Will Smith.
1: I agree. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, But you know what? One thing is for certain, and that is that that's all that anybody was talking about inside the telecast, backstage, and at the after parties. So we've covered the controversy. Let's get to the happy part, the winners. So let's start with Best Actress. My girl Jessica Chastain won like I knew she would. That's who I thought should have won, and that's who I wanted to win. And that's who captured that award for that amazing work that she did in the eyes of Tammy Faye Baker. How about yourself, Jason? What do you think?
2: Yeah, that's who I thought was going to win. She was the one who had the momentum as we were going in, but it was kind of it was one of the categories that was a little bit the most unpredictable, I would say, of of all of them. I think nobody was a really really clear front runner, but she was kind of the most. And you know, she was good. I liked her performance. I'm not going to say I loved it. I'm not going to say. That category for me was was really tough. Um, I, I think there wasn't the the one standout that I was like, okay, that's the one that I loved this season. Mm. Um, but they were all there were all very good performances. They they just especially Tammy Faye. I liked her performance, yeah. but it didn't really capture my heart.
1: What what I hardcore agree- disagree with you on that one. I thought she was amazing. What about you, Courtney? What would you think of Jessica?
0: Same, totally disagree. I I went in rooting for Jessica. I wanted her to win. I felt like she deserved to win. I thought she fully transformed into that role. And she's just such a brilliant talent. I was really happy that like everybody got to give her her flowers right then and there. Um, I was really delighted that she won. Yeah. And I love Nicole Kidman as Lucy. I thought she killed. I thought she was great too. I know that
1: Twitter did not like that casting, but I loved Nicole Kidman. I just didn't think that she was going to win because I felt like Jessica Chastain came in with that strong campaign. You guys know, I've been talking about the campaign season as a part of award season, all, all podcast long. And, and I think that Jessica was just, so strong. And I just felt like it was her time. She'd been nominated before and hadn't won and finally, finally clinched it for, I thought, the right film that she also produced, which I thought was important too, because we also got to see her vision as a filmmaker come to life um, in that role too. And I, I know that felt especially important for her. Let's talk about something beautiful that happened last night. As you guys know, I was a big, big fan of, of Troy and Coda, and he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. This is dedicated to the deaf community the Coda community and the disabled community. This is our moment. What did that feel like backstage, Jason? What was the what was the vibe like when his name was called? Um, I know there's there's a rule we have no cheering in the press box, but what was that like for you guys back there?
2: Oh, pure joy! And that rule does not yeah. hold <laughs> at, the, at the Oscars. <laughs> I, I'm one of those who's I'm kind of like a stickler. I don't want cheering. I don't. I want us to all do our jobs and be impartial, and you know. But. We, for something like that you can't help and one of the more impactful moments for me certainly the more emotional was when troy concert came backstage yeah. and he talked about winning and emotionally and more about his story but when he was done and you know this is a room full of jaded journalists and everybody does the uh i think it's the international sign language sign for clapping they put their hands up and And they they waved them side to side, mm. and this whole room of journalists, like one hundred and thirty of us, are all doing that for him and it was so emotional and i I, I teared up and you know uh, I, I
1: didn't cry, but i was i was
2: if I weren't at work, I might have
1: oh, what a beautiful moment. thanks for sharing Courtney. you know, another really special moment that happened was Liza Minnelli and Lady Gaga came out, and I was like. OMG, A, I want to hear a dual album from those ladies, but also it was just really sweet seeing Gaga pay homage to uh, to Liza Minnelli. I didn't know that she was in a wheelchair. I don't know if that was news for, for anyone else, but what did that feel like for you to see them together on that stage?
0: It was really sweet. And Gaga, I don't know how much was shown on the broadcast, but Gaga mm. was taking such loving care of Liza. She was whispering in her ear when they cut to the, you know, to the montage holding her hand, really squeezing it. And I don't know if people heard, but there was a moment after the first time Liza spoke where it seemed like she might have been having some difficulty and Gaga leaned over mm. and said, "I've got you." And I lost it because I too didn't realize um that Liza's having some health issues and it was just really loving and like caring. And it was really, really, um, it was really a sweet moment that made me tear up. The other moment that really got me was Questlove's
2: win. Just know that in 2022, you know, this is not just a 1969 story about marginalized people in Harlem.
0: And it happened right after the slap, but Questlove Uh, is such a gift to all of us, I think. I'm so happy that he got the recognition that he did.
2: Uh, I'm so happy right now, I could cry. (laughs)
0: And I think that we're just we're just starting to understand the impact that this man is going to have on the entertainment industry as a whole for years to come, whether it's in music or animation or documentaries. And there's more stuff coming from him that I know we all know about and are very excited about. But he was there with his mom. He's one of the sweetest humans I've ever met in Hollywood. And I just loved that for him. I hated that it happened. You know, I hated the timing of it. Um but i it was so well deserved and that was a moment that meant a lot to me too
1: yeah history also was made in another way last night <laughs> coda won best picture coda is a film that is streaming on apple tv plus it is the first streamer to win best picture And really, I feel like it's a reflection of where we've been for the last two years, too. We all have been watching movies from home anyway. We've been streaming movies in ways that we would never would have imagined that we would have been streaming them before the global health pandemic, of course. But how does this change things uh, moving forward, especially especially because Netflix wasn't the first streamer to win Best Picture? It was Apple TV Plus for a film that not a lot of people, I
0: don't think, have actually watched. Uh, What do you guys think about that, Courtney? I'm very glad Coda won. I think that was the right film to Mm -hmm. win, Um, and I think it's just—it's just a sign of the times. Like traditional movie-going experience is over. I haven't been in a theater in two years. I just haven't done it. And you know, do I miss it? Yes. But have I gotten used to streaming? Yes. And I can't say that that's ever going to change. Like we, the Academy. I think has to change with the times. And that's where the movies are, period, yeah, yeah. Jason, what about yourself?
2: You know, it's it's interesting because, um you could kind of when when coda won, you could hear all the love in the room, and you could kind of hear the Netflix executives gnashing their teeth being so just upset because it was. They wanted, I mean, 12 nominations for Power of the Dog and one win, right? You had, uh, I think, 11 nominations and 0 for 11 for Irishman, right? Um, So, yeah, Netflix, you know, I I can imagine they're pretty salty about this. But I will say, the biggest success Sunday night was Dune, right? I mean, technically, won the most Oscars. And that is a film that I think only, you only got the, the, how big it was and the scope Mm -hmm. of it by seeing it in the theater, had I see, I saw it in the theater, and was I, the movie didn't speak to me. I I was left cold by it. But seeing it in the theater and seeing th- those visual effects and everything on the screen, I was very impressed by it. I don't know if I would have felt the same had I seen it at home.
1: Okay, fair points are being made um, because you guys are entertainment journalists and entertainment experts, and because you quite literally. We're in the room where it happened. And by it, I mean the Oscars, not the other thing that everyone is talking about necessarily. How would you rate the overall, you know, telecast? How would you rate this year on a scale of one to 10?
2: It's tough because, so I'm sitting backstage for the first two hours or so, and I'm talking to stations and doing three live hits an hour. Wow. And the story up until then, I, I I, you know, was looking over my scripts, Dune has four wins, Dune has five wins, Dune has six wins. And I was kind of bored with the show. Um, I, I liked I liked the, the hosts at the beginning. Um, I liked, I thought they were funny. I wanted to see more of them. Um, I don't necessarily think opening with Beyonce not being there. I love the performance, mm-hmm. uh, but to open with that took me out of where we were supposed to be that night, I think. Um, and wasn't maybe the strongest opening for that, even though again I love the performance. Um, so I was, I don't know, maybe maybe at about a six or so, uh, and then then the slap happens, and that changes everything. It co- yeah. it just completely colors everything, and I can't I can't objectively look at it um, <laughs> past that, right? Mm-hmm. I can't I, I don't remember what I I don't remember the speeches, I don't remember the bits, I don't remember a lot of it after that so Mm. yeah that's fair um
1: that's fair that's fair and honestly i think by the time this podcast (laughs) airs we will have an idea of just how well um the show did how many viewers tuned in and i'm gonna go ahead and guess that will smith's acceptance speech for best actor will go down as one of the most watched acceptance speeches of all time. Everyone who wasn't watching the Oscars immediately tuned in to start watching the Oscars at that point. Courtney, what about yourself? Are you able to rate this show on a scale
0: of 1 to 10? You know, it's tough, and I've been thinking about that all morning, because going in, I was so excited for Will Packer and Shayla to produce this show. I thought it was such a great opportunity. I thought the host selection was a kind of poised to deliver some really great entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I think before the slap, that was happening. I think the host did great. I agree. I think we needed more of them. They weren't as present as I I hoped that they would be. Mm -hmm. Um, But the flow of the show was good. I loved that they performed. um, We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah.
1: And with Meg the Stoutian. Yeah,
0: When I spoke to Bill Packer 10 days before the big night, he was very clear on what his intentions were. And while he said, you know, I can't control the nominees, I can't control the films that are being awarded, I can control the presentation of the awards and that the optics mm-hmm. and the imagery are very important as well. Um, and I think that that was a moment, this Oscars being more inclusive across the board, from the hosts to the musical acts to the presenters. And so I think that was all really fantastic, and I, I'm sad that it got a bit overshadowed by something so unnecessary, um, you know, that we all just kind of had to witness. So I don't know what that will do, though, for, you know, the quote-unquote progress, right? Yeah. Like, we we're in there, and and we do this, and it's it's the gasoline that certain groups of people need when they want to keep us out. Mm. And I i don't know how, you know, whether or not you agree with, with that phenomenon, mm-hmm. it's a thing. And it makes me sad that, that that's the takeaway from, from this kind of groundbreaking Oscars that we just had.
1: The gasoline to keep us out. Courtney Wills, you said it right there. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully mm. we continue. Moving, you know, in the way of progression and that this just is a tiny blip on our radar. Uh, Courtney and Jason, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. What a great conversation. Yeah.
0: Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank
1: you to Jason Nathanson and Courtney Wills for joining me today on this conversation. Thank you to all of my friends, actually, that joined over the course of this season giving us all the inside scoop. I hope that you guys won all of your Oscar pool brackets because you learned so much on this podcast from them. And thank you, of course, to all the celebrities and the filmmakers, behind the scenes creators who joined me over the course of this season going deep on Close Up. And of course, thank you to all of you for listening. Close Up is a production of ABC Audio, produced by Vika Aronson. Carrie Ann Thomas and David Toledo, with help from Matt Wolf, Josh Cohan, Brenda Salinas-Baker, Ariel Chester, Mary Pat Thompson, Elizabeth Russo, and Stacia Dashishku. Lakia Brown is our senior producer, and Liz Alessi is our executive producer.